this is the Copper Crab Podcast. I am Cheney Crab. I am Naveen Copperwise. Coming at you, motherfuckers. If you have not heard, we are now live on Twitch every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Central. If you would like to buy merch for the podcast, grab it at bigcartel.com slash Podcast or Copper Crab. I can't remember, actually. If you want to buy limited... Link will be in the description, <laughs> so it description. doesn't matter. Uh, call into the podcast. You can call in or text us, leave a message, a story, a comment, quip. question. What is a quip? A quip. I don't know. Whatever that is, you can leave one of those, too, at 615-420-7342. If you would like to buy merch... That is left over from the tour that our band Entheos just did. You can pick it up at uh, bigcartel.com slash Entheos official. Um, let's see. We have no shows to talk about right now. We will a little later. Uh, check out. So Naveen was just on the new Machine Head album, this which is, is called. We're going to pull up the whole. Hold on. Let me get the cover going here so you guys can pull up the that. cover. It came out on Friday. Dead air. Isn't that the beauty of podcasting? That you can have dead air. Thanks, Howard Stern, for doing that for all of us. Yeah. Well, I couldn't really find a good picture of it. But it is called Of Kingdom and Crown. Sick. And no uh, album cover that we can throw up on Your the boy <coughs> NK played on it. The and it can be yours for eighteen thirty seven. Damn. Physical copy. There you go. We should get free shipping, by the way. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, that was something that I did right before we moved uh, to Nashville, and so last year at the end of the year, and it was a really fun thing to do. It was a good time. It was my third time recording with them. So, do you know the name of the other stuff you've been on? Yeah, there's um, arrows. God, Cheney, you're making me look really bad here. Arrows something. You can't remember the name of... You can't... I've quizzed you, and you do not remember my phone number, and we have been together for 12 years, so... And I've had the same phone number the entire Arrows time. in words from the sky. <coughs> I remember So that's that. the EP that I'm on, and then there's a couple singles that I'm on. Uh, one of them's called Circle the Drain, and another one's called... Uh, once again, looking terrible. But well, it's all in a link on my Instagram. There you go. Bingo. If you go to my Instagram, there's those uh, highlights. I put one that's everything I've ever played on in a Spotify playlist. Wow, that's cool. That's so really I will smart. have to add this new album. Isn't that the, the beauty of written word? That it sticks around it's forever? It's hard to remember a lot of stuff. True. So uh, you never know what stories got mixed up before written word came along. Yeah, and I don't... Um, yeah, I don't make a point to remember a whole lot of stuff that I don't need to. That's smart, uh, leaving room in your memory <laughs> for other things. Well, so I was yeah. wondering, because people might want to know, if I if I were interviewing you, I would ask this question. Okay, let's go. How did you playing on Machine Head come about? Uh, well, it's. I would like to say they were like, I've, I've been hearing about this new drummer, and he's just so good. We got to get him. Get me this guy. Naveen, I want him. And uh, that's not exactly what happened. What happened was Zach Oren, 
who we've recorded all the Entheos stuff with, um, worked on all that stuff. He did Animosity back in the day. I've known him for a really long time. Anyway, uh, he records Machine Head now. He's their producer. Yeah, because he in, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Never mind, just keep going. Well, I was saying, like, there's a machine head practice room that's close to Zach's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they know each other and in the same building, yeah. And they started working together. And they needed a drummer, like, they they were like, we need someone to come and play on some stuff tomorrow, basically. And Zach was like, oh, you should get Naveen to do it. You know, he could bang it out real quick. And it just so happened that, yeah, I had the day free, so I went up there and did it. And then after that, I did the, that was like the two song singles that I was telling you about. And then after that, I did the EP. And then after that, I got to do the album. Yeah. Do the album. Jesus. You got to do the album. Yeah. And I almost didn't. Like I said, it was really close to us leaving. I think I did that. And then like a week later, we moved. Yeah. I was trying to remember. I can't quite remember exactly when you did it. It seems like you do a lot of, like, uh, playing on people's music. Yeah, to, to an you extent. Know, to you, an do, extent yeah. you do. To me, it doesn't really seem like it, but then when I look back after five years or whatever, it adds up, and you're like, wow, I did play on a bunch of stuff. Totally. But, like I said, you can check all that out on my Spotify Well, so playlist. Now, now that we have, like, a studio, do you plan on... Because we built a studio in our house. Well, you built it. You and Evan built it, and I painted it. We'll say that. That's true. Uh, do you plan on playing on stuff for people at our house, or are you still? Are you gonna like? Do you? F- what I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, do you? F- is that something that you're going to be doing more of? Because um, it's I so. Think, yeah, I can do some. Uh, I mean, I don't really uh, want to do that like full time, but. I will do it if I think the project's something that I want to plan. Let's yeah. put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am I am opening up to the idea of recording other drummers here or bands. That would be really cool. So there's a couple people who I'm, I'm talking to now about recording uh, their drum tracks here, mm-hmm. having them come in. They can use all my gear and everything. So yeah, because we have like a whole drum, you know, library, if you will. Well, it's pretty awesome, and we have the capability to uh, film people. We can do that, too. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, God, what was I going to say? I can't And remember. then on top of that, uh, I did do, uh, I think, f- three or four songs for someone here, tracked. When was that? It was right when we got back from Archspire. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I did do that, which turned out pretty cool. You know, I have to be honest, it's kind of hard for me, like, you guys soundproof the room pretty well, and it's kind of hard for me to notice when you're playing drums, if I'm listening to something while yeah. I'm working, so I didn't even know you did that. I know, we we did a good job, we, it's got the whole double door thing, the room within a room, if you want to call it that. Yeah, it's super sick. Yeah, it's really um, sick. Also. Super sick. I announced today that I voiced Jill Valentine in the new chapter 25. I think it's like a game update or an expansion or something. Chapter 25 of Dead by Daylight, Project W. This is my second time 
being Jill Valentine, voicing Jill Valentine. So, yeah, go check so that out. So, on the last one, though, you just did the, like, sounds, right? Yeah, it was a lot of, like... Choking sounds. Killer and, and choking sounds. And this time, I'm actually... My voice is... The, I, they're spoken lines. So, that's pretty cool. I saw this rubber ducky. Someone posted a rubber ducky on the internet that's dressed up as Jill Valentine. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> shout out to Sebastian and the Monster Factory for once again giving me that opportunity because, you know, people have been ask, asking me how that started that. for me, how I got to do that. And it is because I essentially got recruited by Sebastian who has been doing voice acting for years, like as monsters he's he's a vocalist a metal vocalist from quebec and he has been doing voice acting as monsters and different like weird sounds that metal vocalists may be a little more um suitable to make because of the the techniques that we know how to do with our voice as opposed to like a regular voice actor so sebastian had this brilliant idea because he was getting a lot of work doing that doing like voice acting to basically enlist a bunch of uh, vocalists, which he found on the internet, to do voice acting. And like a year and a half ago, I tried out for Jill for the first time. And it was the first uh, voice acting job that I did. And now I got to do it again. And there are a bunch of other vocalists on the game. Uh, Riley McShane, who was in a legion. Uh, Vicky from The Agonist. Danielle Evans. Uh just a lot of sick vocalists, Megan Orvold. So yeah, go and check out the game. It's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Uh, it's like, it makes a lot of sense for metal vocalists to do voice acting. Yeah, I got more control. Especially in video games. Uh, so. The game's not out yet though, right? No, it came out today. Oh, it came out yeah. today. Okay. Yeah, so I we, thought you were just announcing that you did it today. No, we got to announce it the minute it came out. Got it. Essentially. Okay. So yeah. So have you seen it in action? I saw someone found someone like weeks ago before we could say that it was us like made videos of each of the characters and like found I don't know how they found the spoilers to the voice they found like all the lines and stuff yeah so essentially the lines that I say are like classic Jill Valentine lines so let's let's get a taste of one what'd you do let's hear I don't want to do it don't put me on the spot (laughs) Sometimes at parties, people will, you know, if they find out what I do, they'll be like, oh, can you scream for me right now? Do you do it? H- hell no. You're like, I do not do it. It would scare everyone at the party. <clears throat> it's so unnecessary. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't do that either. I mean, people will be like, like, I don't even play drums at NAM. You know, I'm too scared. Oh, man. At NAM, I would get uh, sweaty hands. Yeah. You I should test some mics out at NAM. Like, oh, can, yeah. I, can I try this out? Oh, my out? God. <laughs> Let's film it. Ah! Yeah. Dude, I'll do, like, a different <laughs> uh, pitch in every microphone. Yeah. That would be Even though they're not plugged hilarious. in. They won't be plugged in. They won't be plugged in. You can just be like, I'm just trying to feel it out. Just yeah, I just want, I'll, like, grab onto it, and you know, like, really. Yeah. Those kind of videos stress me out, though. Like, when they're uh, pranking people, kind of, in, in public. Uh, it stresses me I out because like I don't feel like I would ever have the courage to do that. I know. I don't want anybody so to I'm, like look at me weird. You know who stresses me out is fucking Nathan 
uh, what's his last name? Nathan Fielder. Nathan Fielder. Yeah, he stresses me Nathan out. Nathan, for you, there is nothing that stresses me out more than his show, and more notably, <laughs> the newest show. What's it called? The Routine? Uh, it's the uh, rehearsal. 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 Oh my God. If you guys want to be stressed out, then go and watch the rehearsal. Jesus Christ. Oh. It, it is, is it is genius, but it's, it's absolutely genius. I do not know how he comes up with these yeah. ideas. Grab that truly. So, oh, I, earlier I was going to talk about something we talked about in the pre-show. Okay. So if you guys don't know, we have explain. a Twitch. So we hold on, on the pre-show. We explained what the podcast is, and now we're explaining right. on the podcast what, what the, pre-show. the pre-show is. It's kind of meta. Is that it's meta? Totally, I don't know. Someone can tell us. Uh, but if you guys have not subscribed to our Twitch or subscribe to any of our stuff, if you're not subscribed on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do that because it helps us a lot. Leave um, a comment. Shout out to Vienna because last week we were number one music interview in Vienna. I don't know how that's possible. Uh, I, I don't either. I don't even know what that really means. Because you know what? <laughs> this sounds fucked up, but I'm always like, oh, well, it's a small country. It makes sense that we're number one there. But it's still all the podcasts that go there. Yeah, every podcast goes every there. Every podcast right? goes yeah. there. And for some reason, Vienna, big fans Vienna. of us. We're big fans of Vienna. So we were number one somewhere. Hey. Yeah. Hey, take that. Number one somewhere. <laughs> That's what our fucking slogan should be. <laughs> Copper Crab Podcast. We're number one somewhere. I like that. I, I like that. Too. I like that. But so as I was saying, we have we go live on Twitch on Tuesdays now. This is the second week that we've done that at promptly at eight thirty PM Central. Not eight thirty six. Not eight thirty six. We definitely did not go on at eight thirty six today. No. Uh so you guys, of course, all of these episodes, it's what you hear on Spotify today when you're listening or tomorrow when you're listening. That's what was on Twitch last night. Last night? Yeah, you know, no. you get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. saying oh, tomorrow you're, You've now gone into the it, future. Now I'm doing yeah, meta. Okay. Okay. Now I'm doing meta. See, that? Yeah, this is like, uh, what was that? Inception, right? <laughs> yeah, podception. <laughs> Twitchception. Okay, so if you're listening on a Wednesday right now, Last night you could next have been hanging out live. Last night you could have been hanging out live. Yeah. Uh, you still have another chance next week on Tuesday. I think the week that. after that we might do a different day because we are supposed to have Duncan from Volvodinia. Yeah, on the that podcast. was something that we were that we were thinking about playing around with is uh, announcing the guests like uh, in our Twitch schedule. Yeah. So. Might be kind of cool. So we'll see. Uh, you know, this is like, yeah, this we, is. First we're, we have it's to a get learning curve. Step here. one: get organized. Yeah, which is <laughs> step two. We're on hundred epi- episode one hundred and eight, and we're not really organized yet. So I'm thinking that that's not coming down. And if you watch the pre-show, <laughs> I was thinking by episode five hundred we'll like kind of have it together, kind of understand what's going on. Something like that. But like that. if you are on Twitch right now. Okay, so now we're going to Twitch. So now you're back. Now I'm time. back at Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're on Twitch right now and you don't know about the podcast, we do have guests on the podcast occasionally. Um, and in two weeks, we're planning on having Duncan from Volvo yeah. Denia. And he will be here live all the way from South Africa. All the way from we South Africa. We bought the guy a plane ticket we straight up. We flew him in. Yeah. We told him, hey, Duncan. We got to have over. you on here. We got to have, have you on here. here. Uh, we requested him, 
South Africa was like, yes, we're getting him on your podcast. Yeah. And so he's coming. I know. It's going to be a good time. At least I hope that he's still coming. Actually, I'm really excited to have guests uh, on live live now mm-hmm. to try that out because people can ask the guests questions in real time. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. Guest So we've never been able to do that before. We haven't been able to do that before. I'm excited for that. Uh, so, yeah, keep tuning in. So, like I said, if you're listening now on Wednesday, you can watch us live on Twitch. Yesterday. Mostly it will be Tuesdays, which is yesterday. But <laughs> in case we have guests who are coming through on tour, because we are now That's, yeah. starting to reach out to friends who are on tour uh, and coming through Nashville, we are going to go and pick them up and chances are they're not going to be here on Tuesday at 8.30. Right. So the day might change that particular week. Right. But we will let... You know. You fuckers know. We will let you fuckers know. Um, yeah, there was something else I wanted to say. I can't remember. Oh. No. No? Didn't come to me. Okay. Well, uh, I think a lot's been going on around here. What do you think about that? Yeah. Well, I was, so you've been like on Guitar Pro a lot. Yeah, I'm obsessed with Guitar Pro. It's, it's, uh, so as you guys know, we got the new laptop, right? So, uh, something that I've never done before is just like write a song in Guitar Pro without a guitar being present. So I've been just like chilling on the couch with this laptop and just, I literally just wrote a whole song just in Guitar Pro. And uh, it turned out pretty cool. So I'm excited about that. Uh, you know what's weird about me is that when I listen to a guitar pro, I like can't fathom at all what the so- song sounds like. Yeah. And then when I hear it like recorded, I'm like, whoa, that is not what you imagined at all. Yeah. I hate guitar. I mean, you got to have imagination. I just hate the sound Jimmy. of guitar pro. You know, what's fucked up. It, I like, it lacks I like emotion. It. I like it. It lacks emotion, and for me as a vocalist, emotion is like the number one thing that I grasp onto. That's just how I write. Yeah. So I need that element to like feel something about the riffs. So I don't know uh, if I would agree with it not having emotion, because I feel uh, that's the only emotion that it has for me is anger. But it can <laughs> evoke emotions, can't it? Uh, no. It not, can't. A, not in my experience. It doesn't evoke emotion. Well, for me, I think it, it could, it, depending on what I heard. But I remember people people would say that about like death metal, you know, like that doesn't have emotion. Yeah, for sure. Or like I remember when I would listen to like Matt's Morgan band no back in the day, you. which is like kind of a weird, just jazzy weird band. Mm-hmm. Certain people would say that that didn't have emotion. Yeah, for sure. I mean, maybe... Okay, so... So I think it just doesn't I can't up. make it a full... St- it's just a statement that is true to me, Chaney. Yeah, yeah. It lacks emotion for me. Yeah. I see what you mean, no, but everything is about perspective. Yeah. So... I can definitely see what you mean. Uh, what I mean. What I really mean is that I'm not going to sit down and write a song to Guitar Pro as a vocalist. I think some vocalists would probably be lucky to get a Guitar Pro song to write vocals <laughs> to. What else do you think they're doing? Just like writing it to off of a like phone recording, maybe at brand so? practice. That's what we used to do in Animosity. Throw a mic in the middle of the room. Yeah, like it would just like hit record on like a computer. Like yeah, just okay. Let's record it so he could write vocals to it. 
Well, that to me is way more. That's, that's better, better than guitar. Yeah, pro? I mean, I used to get stuff that way as well. Yeah, it sucks. I wonder how most people are writing nowadays. I would assume that like the guitar player is kind of hip to. Dude, I would say on tracking. average, like everyone's making demos with program drums. Yeah. That are like pretty good. Right. Relatively okay. Yeah, I would think that as well. Yeah. And speaking of program drums, that's another thing I've been working on this week. Programming drums. No, so uh, me and Zach, like a while back, we started working on a sound library. Mm -hmm. So we are working on that. And we've got... It's in the works. It's in the works, but uh, uh, now we're actually like testing it and playing around with the actual product with the interface and all that stuff. And I'm not going to say too much about it, but it's really freaking cool. Uh, yeah, you're feeling stoked about it. Yeah, I was actually, that's actually why we were six minutes late because I was having a hard time pulling myself off of, uh, fucking around with it. So yeah, we're kind of like doing all the bug, you know, testing for glitches and bugs and making different presets, yada, yada, yada. So when you do that, like what's the, I mean, you have to like go through everything essentially, right? <laughs> how many how many different aspects of it do you have to go through? In I mean, order so to like what we're kind of data testing, yeah. I think so that's what that. we're doing right now, and what we're doing is, you know, every drum has selection of different mics that you can choose from, and you can adjust the volume in every mic. So we're going through testing all of those, you know, making sure it works with the interface, which is like a graphic, and then. uh just loading all the different drums, testing all the different microphones, just using it. And then you notice something will be a little off, you know, like, oh, there's like, for some reason, there's like a hit missing over here or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like uh, the sound, if, if just little stuff. Right. Like, for instance, there's a page that has like all the drums and you can see them and you can hit the each drum with your mouse. And then I noticed that you know, if you close that thing and then go over to the mixer and then go back, sometimes some of them don't work. Okay. You know, so, that. so we're just kind of doing that and taking notes. And, uh, so there's like a person who is like... There's a programmer. Programming all of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, big time. Yeah, we had like a huge meeting yesterday. That's why I'm like really getting into it. Is there any uh, prospect of when you may be announcing? Or I don't announcing? know. This is the pre-announcement to yeah. the... Actual I, w- I was told not to say any specific dates. So. But you have some in mind? Uh, there probably is some, but, uh, you know, Naveen not paying attention. And, I know. I uh, wish I was more like that because... Blowing uh, it. <laughs> I know too many dates, and I remember too many dates, and, like, I just want to say them. Dude, I'm so bad with dates. It's honestly scary. <laughs> it scares me sometimes. That's Naveen's Halloween joke. <laughs> like, I can't even remember the prospect tours that we have what season they're in sometimes no i know you were just talking there's a tour that we're doing and you were the other day like telling me it was uh this year and it's not yeah i know like I, it's bad is it does that mean that i'm that early are we in like a bad situation yeah i don't know could be could per- i mean i don't know i worry about you i worry about me so really it's something to get tested i wonder what's happening yeah maybe you should get it tested <laughs> Because I honestly was, I felt bad for you and then I felt worse for myself as your spouse. True. True that. 
Because it's like... Dude. But it might just be because I have... Uh, what's it called when you... ADD. Selective memory. You totally do. You also have selective attention. Yeah. Selective hearing. So we were talking about... Because Naveen and I both have really cool shirts on. We do. So we were talking about... Uh, in the pre-show, which if you're listening on Spotify or Apple or YouTube, you're not getting the pre-show. Jump into the pre-show. It's a good do time. Do get on Twitch. It's honestly, I thought it was pretty goddamn funny today. I think it's funny. It's like the podcast, but even it not, might be even better. worse. It might be better. Okay, or, it's or better. Or worse. I don't know. You've got to tune in to find out, though. The pressure is not really there for us to continually talk. Right. So it's just weird. Yeah, it's and bizarre. <laughs> And you can ask us questions, and we pretty much yeah. answer them all. We're and interacting. you can subscribe to the channel. You can get, like, little pappy emoticons, which you can't get them yet, but you'll be able to get them yeah. next so, week. So, I mean, we interact with we the interact. Golden Lobsters. And also, at the end of the podcast, we take a lot of the questions from the Twitch channel now. So, you know, there's a lot of incentive to be on Twitch. Anyways, um, we were talking about, since we have such cool shirts on, uh, we do. Chani has a pallbearer shirt for those Paul of you Bearer not shirt. watching. And I have a putridity shirt. Yes. That so has a little dead baby on it. We were kind of discussing like what the uh, how what the best way is that you can support a band. Because there are many different ways to support a band, right? Yeah. Yeah, there is. So how do you choose to support a band? Yeah, maybe? so I was saying that if I listen to a band's album well, I'm going to take it way back. So, I've been going to metal shows for a long time. Playing wow. metal shows for Humble a long time. Humble brag. And I had um, quite a few metal shirts. And the thing is, they were mediums and smalls. Maybe a couple larges. I used to be really, really small. So, they were... They didn't really fit me anyway. So, this is not that big of a deal. But... When I moved from uh, Oakland to L.A., I, like, just got rid of all, what? like, pretty much all of them. That's a tragedy. I know. It's pretty tragic. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so, yeah. so tragic. So, having done that, got rid of Rest pretty much. Rest in peace to yeah. Naveen's t-shirts. I have probably, some of them. but We could have sold that shit on Depop. We definitely could have. Because I just let them go. Like, I gave them to this dude at the flea market for, like... I think I was like, just give me like a hundred bucks or something for all. Oh of them. my like, God. Are you like, he's you know, those t-shirts are all in circulation now for like 50 to $100 yeah, a piece, yeah. but they're small. But I, uh, I wear a size small. I know, but you like wearing large and extra larges now. I do. Cause that's like what's wearing, the trend. I know it's a big the trend. Shirt. It's the trend. So if, anyway, you know, if you go out downtown, there are people are wearing big shirts. I'm thinking about upgrading, going up to double X. Fuck it. Really? Yeah. This is an extra large. How big, how low can you go on the, how low is the bottom of your shirt hanging? (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) so I got rid of a lot of shirts. Does it wobble to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? I can. Yes, Janie can. (laughs) So I got rid of a lot of shirts, but anyway, all that to say that now in my old age, I kind of want to have a sick shirt collection. So this ties into, I already want more metal shirts. Yeah. Right, so I'm on the hunt. Like, let's find the the sick ones. But then, if I listen to an album, if I'm listening to it, you know, three, four, five times, I'll just fucking pull my phone out and just boom, just buy the shirt right then and there. Do you look for thirty the, bucks? Do you look for a band 
like very own merch store that they have? Or so what? yeah, How do you first do thing searching? I do is I do see if they have a big cartel or or a independent merch store for sure. A lot of these weird, obscure death metal bands can't get it together to run a merch store. I, I don't know what's going on there, but it's almost always through the, their label or uh, some of them are also European. Oh yeah. So they don't have a U.S. merch store. So indie merch has a lot of good stuff. Indie merch does have a lot of good stuff. Night Shift has a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah. But what we were saying before the show is that probably, you know, people ask all the time, like, what is the best possible way to support a band? And probably the best possible way is to buy an actual T-shirt. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't buy the music. Obviously, buying the music helps bands in a different way. But if if you're trying to give bands the most dollar for dollar bang for their buck, then you'll buy a t shirt yeah. because it's the you can there's the most inflation on and it. And we, we do buy vinyls too. Yeah. We do buy vinyls. Oh uh, we buy a lot of vinyl. Yeah. I also will buy like weird I'll buy like a lighter, a table item or a sticker or something sometimes. Yeah. But it's rare that we're buying brand new vinyls. You know what I mean? That's not true. I buy a lot of brand new vinyl. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I buy don't. vinyl as it as it comes out. Um, well, I find that usually when I find out about, about a band, I'm kind of late to the party and the vinyls are sold out. So it's like, yeah, I that's just kinda am often the person who gets like the second or third pressing. Like last year I got Isis, I got Oceanic and Panopticon. The repress. The repress. But you have to be quick to get shit like that. Yeah. But anyway, so the t-shirt I think is the big best bang for your buck like I'm giving the band money right this moment. However, buying music, I know that people because someone mentioned this before the podcast, uh our friend Joel from Cali Death, which go check out their podcast if you have not checked it out. They have a lot of amazing interviews on that shit with us. And mostly the number one one is obviously with us, but uh. there's several in the top 10. Uh several other good ones in the top 10. Uh, but anyway, buying music, yes, that money might seem like it just goes to the label. And yes, a certain percentage goes to the label. But bands, if if the label is, bands will get a percentage, but a band first has to recoup their label advance in order to like actually see physical money. So depending on how much money the band was advanced for their record, for their, you know, whatever else. Uh, photos or music video, whatever. The money that you're spending on like physical music that you're getting directly from a label will go towards that band's advance until it's to the point that the advance has been paid back by yeah. purchases. And then the band will get like a pocket, get some cash, like a nice little check. So if you're like me, you know, you can get like everything $5. helps. Everything helps, and actually, like, it does look good when a band can recoup. Yeah, I agree with that. If you don't recoup, you there is a chance that that band will not be able to put out another release on the label. They might yep. be seen as an expense and be dropped. So helping a band recoup, and that's why people, you know, love, like, well, I guess this isn't why. First week numbers have more to do with, like, tours that you get and stuff, but first week numbers are also indicative of whether or not a band will maybe be able to recoup and sometimes you know stuff catches fire after a while but that is also a big deal and it helps a band a lot and so you know there are several different ways to yeah support 
But I, I just think, honestly, for me, it's, I'm not really thinking, well, I mean, I'm not really thinking like, oh God, I got to go out there and support this band. You know, I'm just like, I, that's a sick metal shirt. I want that. You want to look cool. I want to look cool. So yeah, it's a we selfish were, move. We were also saying <laughs> that, you know, in public, that's how you spot the other people. Yeah, the metalheads. Gotta yeah. represent. Like, because dude. Like when we were, uh, the other week I was wearing the Abominable Putridity shirt and the guy was like, yeah, that band's cool. Working at the gas station. Yeah. And I was like, you know this band? And he's like, yeah, I'm down. And then you're like, you know automatically that you've entered into some kind of like brother or sister they see my metal shirt and then they look over and they see then they see cheney and they go oh wait a minute you're you're cheney (laughs) (laughs) it does happen it never happens cheney it happens (laughs) it happened twice this weekend when we were out there and they didn't even see the shirt they just saw you yeah man at dinner and tic tac yeah tic tacs that's craziness we did go out this weekend we got really drunk partied we did go out this weekend oh and we were you know we saw mike Lowe and he was from inferior and he was telling us about psycho las vegas and i'm so jealous of everyone that got to go to psycho i want to go maybe next year we should just go i said that last year we should go maybe next year um it just looks like to me that seems like the most fun festival that the united states has to offer and the most like to my taste marissa nadler played it King Woman played it. We're uh, going to see uh, Marissa Nadler next weekend, right? We are going to see Marissa Nadler this Sunday at the end in Nashville. And so, if any of you guys, please, I mean, any Golden Lobsters out if there? If there are any Golden Lobsters out there, go to the show. Marissa Nadler is one of my favorite singers who is living at the moment. She's incredible, and I feel like I might cry at the show. Um, but yeah pretty stoked on that and also on that i another thing i forgot to say is that we're actually navina i've been talking and i think we're going to start looking for someone who can help us produce the podcast that's right so if any of you out there we would really like to work with someone who is in or close to nashville and essentially we just want someone who can like you know run social help us run social media not necessarily run it but cut clips and do all of the kind of like uh, managing. Just do of all the, the stuff that I don't do that I same, should do. Same. <laughs> like you know, make sure that. Yeah, because we're on maybe one. Maybe post up. the episodes for us because we'd honestly rather not do that. And then uh, cut some clips. We will pay you. Promote. We will pay. Wait, yeah. this isn't a fucking internship or a free. No, it's not. You it's know, not, it's people not. need to get their money around here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah that's something we've been thinking about because uh i think it's time we're we're trying to take this thing to the next level yeah is that yeah. right we're trying to maybe they could also reach out to guests maybe they could reach out to guests maybe they could um figure out twitch for us because we don't we just honestly we just like sit and ask people questions while we're live on twitch uh about how to run it because we have no idea how to run it um, i did make one emote i made the crap being made an emote but we probably, if we had a producer, we might have had five. Um, you know, we just want, yeah. we want someone to come over when we shoot podcasts. Preferably a kid who's 19. Really? A 19-year-old? Well, I'm just kidding. I don't know. But a 19-year-old. Anyone between the, the ages of like 18 and 24. You could be 16 too. I think I'm going to hire a 16-year-old to do our landscaping. So. <laughs> 
So I'm down to hire 16-year-olds if this is your passion. Yeah. Child labor. Hey, but you can't do merch for us if you're 16. Really? Or are you just... On tour, you oh, can't yeah, yeah. do merch for us. That's Might be a little weird. I could work, though. I don't know. It'd be kind of fun. I went on a tour when I was if 16. If you're a badass 16-year-old. I mean, we did, it wasn't really a tour, but we like... I just feel like it might be a little too much for a 16-year-old to be, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I agree. Maybe. But yeah, we drove down to like LA. We, we did a tour. It was... Uh, we played LA and San Diego. Who? Animosity. So was Animosity your first band? Uh. Oh, no, wait. You were in re... re uh, regression. Regression. But that's like doesn't count. Why? Why doesn't Cause it count? Because you were 13? Yeah. You played a show. We did play a show. That's more the, than any of my bands. But the show I was, was in did. our backyard. So. so how did you guys form? Uh Oh, God. We, um, so my brother had a friend who went to middle school with him. And he would come over and he was like, dude, you, uh, you're a pretty good drummer. And I got this friend that you should meet when we were 12. And he was like, his name is Chase. Oh. Yeah. And so uh, he gave me his phone number and I like called him up, you know, and I was like kind of quizzing him, you know, like, uh, but have you ever heard of like, you know, it's like what kind of metal silver you chair, you know, and he's like had his guitar. He was like playing shit for me over the phone. And you guys are like crying. And I was like, damn, this guy's pretty sick, dude. He can like play corn. Dude, that's sick. And then, uh, yeah, we met up and jammed and we've been friends ever since. So then... You joined Animosity before Chase did? Yeah. Or yeah. And then So you when the guitar player quit, I was just like, hey, I got a you know, good friend of mine. Who is the Santa original Cruz. lineup of Animosity? Uh, it was... What year well, did the band form? I, I don't really know, but it was... Well, we did es- establish your it was like dates. Leo and Frank. Yeah. They started and, the band? Uh, I, I actually don't know. I think it... it it was Leo, Frank, and this guy, Nick, who moved to the Philippines. And then they had a different drummer named Lucas. And I don't know his last name. but uh, Shout out Lucas. I think he like quit Lucas drums. is like the guy from the Beatles who didn't join the Beatles. <laughs> or he didn't, he got I kicked mean, out of the Beatles. Maybe. But <laughs> they, kicked, they kicked him out to get me. Oh, damn. Because yeah. you... Cause you're because of your tryout, or you like could drum air drum to all of destroy the opposition. Uh, so yeah, I did. I met them at a, at a show, and I was like, I I literally just got my driver's license. I was sixteen, and they were younger than me, so nobody could drive. And then, uh, yeah, I like picked them up, went and we went and jammed, because they had like a demo, so they gave me it. And I learned all the songs. Oh, okay. Is it? I was like, is it stoked. something that's released? What's the name of that EP? I don't know, man. It's not the EP that we did. What's that thing called? Hellraiser. I thought it was called Shut It Down. That's the first album. Oh, that's a whole album. But there's like a demo. Okay, Hellraiser. And then we recorded that also with Zach. Also a good movie series, Hellraiser. We recorded that with Zach in his, living, in his parents' living I room. I like the second one the best. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You've probably never seen any of the Hellraisers, have you? No. Damn. Poser. I haven't done it. Uh, so you record it in Zach Oren's... Parents' living room. Wow. That's right. And that was when I was 16. 
And then, uh, yeah, the rest is history. What can I say? That's crazy. But so yeah, and then Zach, a few did years Zach later. always record drums for Animosity? Uh, well, until Animal. That was the one that we did with Kurt. And then Zach did work on Weightless, right? I like low-key remember that. He didn't work on it. Okay, he just heard it. Yeah, he just heard it. Okay. Didn't work on it. Who mixed Weightless? You? Uh, I think like Dustin and Javier did. Okay. Fascinating. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. How how long have we been doing this podcast for? 40 I, minutes. I noticed that I ask you that like on every single podcast. Yeah. How long have we been doing this podcast that for? That makes it sound like you want to get out of here. It's just making, I'm just weighing whether or not we should move to questions. Yeah, I think we should move to questions for All sure. All right. Uh, we have a call. Question you time. Take the call? call time. If anyone from Twitch would like to call in, it's 615-420-7342. And you guys can do that if you're not listening on Twitch. And just leave a message and we'll probably listen to it next week. Yeah, buddy. Okay, let's take this. Are you ready for this call, Jenny? Yes. Yo, what up? Christian here from Portland, Oregon. A.K.A. Segura in chat. Uh, didn't hear that. I didn't catch Long that. Time listener, first time caller. Yeah. Was out uh, cleaning the pool today, listening to YMH, and uh, they brought up the TikTok thing. Just wanted to see if there was any more that came of that. Did you guys talk to them anymore? Anything like that? All right. Thanks. Peace. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Cheney actually got a TikTok because of Christina P. I did. I got it, it's t- kind of a crazy story, to be honest. It really is. So I've been listening to your mom's house for a very long time. Uh, I think they shot in their apartment when I started listening. It was like in the before there were a hundred episodes out, and um, you know, Christina eventually, like throughout the the podcast, started getting into TikTok and playing all of these funny videos and started talking about it. And because of that, I started investigating TikTok and I was like, huh, I think this would be like a cool place to just throw some of the band's videos on. So I threw, uh, you know, I made an Entheos TikTok. I made one for my personal, for myself and threw some videos up and, you know, they got some plays, but they didn't do in extraordinarily well. But I posted, there was this one video and I think it was honestly... Okay, I know what it was. I think I got it right here. The video um, was me doing demo vocals to a song that is on the album that we are putting out soon. And I wasn't saying any words in the video, which is funny because that was actually what a lot of the comments ended up being. I ended up, I didn't, I wasn't saying any words. I was just demoing out vocals. Isn't it this one? Yeah, so that's the first one that I posted that like went viral, but then there were more, so that one went viral, and then I think the one that Christina ended up seeing. This one? Yeah, this is the one that Christina ended up seeing, which is funny, this is actually the guest part that I did on the new Fallujah album, and that is why there is no music to it. 
That's the unstoppable talk show. It's so funny. It sounds so funny without music on it. Um, so Christina had shared a video before that. Like, because she shares TikToks in her story. And I had a bunch of people who were hitting me up about it. Like, oh my fucking God. And I, of course, was a mommy before this. So I was freaking out. And, um, you know, I kind of like forgot about it a little bit. It was cool that it happened. But I woke up one Wednesday morning, like late last year, and was getting tagged in so many, you're just getting tagged left and right. And I'm like, oh my God, what happened? Because I always know if I'm getting tagged a bunch in something, it's because my, one of my vocal videos has probably been shared in like, <laughs> you know, a place where it's getting a lot of views and that yeah, could yeah. either be bad or good. Um, <clears throat> so I saw it was on your mom's house and I was like, oh my God, what's gonna, what is this gonna be about? So I watched the video of essentially Christina was like practicing trying to figure out death metal vocals along yeah, to yeah, yeah. my video <clears throat> and they like put it on Instagram like yeah that was the it clip. was the clip for that yeah. week's episode and it was actually crazy because I don't feel like they they didn't really make fun of it they just like were she was just imitating it and yeah. I was like I don't know that was the coolest thing that, that ever happened to me and I I hit up Christina uh because and told her that I'm a massive fan and you know I remember one day I was listening to your mom's house in the barn that we used to live in and I turned in a van and I was just like man it would be so cool if I could be like I feel like Christina and I would be friends yeah yeah and you know two three years later well what just happened I just got turned up loud yeah, I know. but two or three years Sorry later you know she they're sharing the video on your mom's house it was crazy so uh, I did talk to Christina a bit. We had a few messages back and forth and, you know, we just like, I don't know, talked about screaming. She was, she's so nice. Um, and I invited her to a show and she said that it might be a little too, uh, scary for her or something like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Her and Tom both followed me on Instagram and that's pretty much like the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. But that, that's what Unlocked. came about of yeah. it. Uh, yeah. I know she's playing Nashville later this year. I might go to the... I don't know if we're going to be home or not, but I would like to go and see that. Didn't you say it was sold out? No. Tickets are just really expensive. Right. Ask your girl to get us on the list, dude. What's <laughs> up? But yeah, that was like the coolest <laughs> thing that's ever happened to me. So It's, and, uh, it's probably the coolest know what's thing that's ever happened to me. Is I get that? I get noticed off of that a lot. Like people... People watch your mom's house, man, and it's big in, in metal. And I remember the first person that I hit up was Dave Rucky from Sentinels. Because Dave and I were, when we were on tour with Sentinels uh, in like 2019, Dave and I would bond over how much we both loved your mom's house. And I feel like a lot less people were listening to it back then. So Dave was the first person I could think of to hit up. Like, what happened Dude. to Dave's podcast? I don't know. He, Was I don't it a know Corona podcast? I don't know. I know a lot of people coronavirus podcasters coronavirus fell podcast. off, dude. That is a thing. <laughs> you know what's funny is we started our podcast like five minutes before coronavirus. We did. And then we kind of fell into the Corona thing. Yeah. But you know. We kept it going though. We started before Corona. And we've kind of kept it going. We stopped during Corona. We pulled a. We did. We pulled a, a Corona section. I went on a spiritual retreat. 
So yeah, trying to you find did. myself. True. Have so. you been found? You know what's funny about when you go on a spiritual journey? It's endless. I think if it's successful, you just you wind up right where you started. Wow. <laughs> wow. God, that was uh, great. I mean, that was touching. So, yeah. All right, let's turn it over to the next question. Oh, yeah. So that's what came of that, man. Coolest thing in my life. There we go. Get some volume. You know, every this. day, every day, I'm just like, you know, how am I going to top that? It's pretty yeah, much I don't know. What I'm, that's what I'm working know. on right now. Who would have to share it to be to top that? Joe Rogan, I guess. And the, well, there are other things that can happen in your life that might top that that aren't in the same that aren't like genre, someone that aren't the same it? genre. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh. All right. This is an anonymous person. They didn't give a name. It's a message. It says, "With how much it's advancing and getting more accessible." You think home recording will get to a point where rec professional recording studios aren't the main way for artists to record albums anymore? Don't you feel like that's already happened? No, I would say no, 100% no. Well, the main way. I mean, no, if we're... 100% no. What are we talking about? Like the mass percentage? Because I'm pretty sure that if you are looking at a percentage of the music that comes out like on a grand scale, that a majority of it is home recording. I, I don't think so. I don't really? Think, I don't think any of it is. You don't think any of it is home recording? I mean, if, you, if you're looking at the mass yeah. billboard, yeah. none of it's home recorded. Of course not. Billboard. They go to studios. Billboard. No, I'm talking about like all the music that exists in the entire world. Um, I would argue that most of it is not. I mean, you know, what's funny is we were talking about the, me and Zach and the, the meeting that we were having. We. We were talking about this because what ends up happening is... As things progress and things do advance, people still aren't to, to a professional level with it. Well, no, I absolutely. So maybe more that. people are, you know, tracking guitars at home rather than doing it in a studio. But what band do you know that records their own drums at home? True. And tracks all of it themselves and then mixes it and masters it. I would say none. That's a, none. that's a really good point. Yeah. I don't know I mean, anybody who does that. We were kind of talking about this last week in regards to the episode that we did with Mark Lewis, um, who is a an engineer, a producer, who has worked on a ton of albums that you probably love. Uh, there is just something... There, There is is a need for a person who, like, is not a home studio engineer someone who is like a true professional yeah. has been doing it for a really long time uh there's all there is a need for those people to work on records because those people offer a voice if you're working with a good producer their voice is going to be heard as well i mean uh, just compare yeah just compare a big metal release to something that's on Bandcamp that they did themselves I right mean, the big release is better because the guy is a freaking pro. He dedicated his freaking life to it. Well, Zach, or, uh, Mark was also talking about this. It's like the best producers know how to bring the voice out of the musicians. So it takes a lot of skill to be able to do that. It takes a lot of skill to not yeah. like sound replace everything and give everything like a, a canned sound. Yeah. And so I think 
yeah, like, I think the biggest difference in my mind is bands now have demos that are pretty sick. That's true. That are, whereas before you you wouldn't really have that. That's very true. When I first started making demos with program drums and stuff, it was like, whoa, this is freaking sick. Yeah. You know? Oh, man, it's, it's still amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were just talking about earlier, a lot of the stuff that we used to write demos with or that we used to, like, have to go off of was a mic placed in the middle yeah. of the room on, like, a fucking tape. So I think that has come... That, I think, is where you see the most advancement. Mm-hmm. But or like as first far as releases. finished products go, I mean... I think that I most, pe- I don't, I don't, most I people, if given an amount of money, will probably choose to go to like a producer over spending all of that money on in-house stuff just because, you know, it's different. I think it's a fantastic tool to be able to do all of that stuff in-house if you don't have a budget to go and work on stuff. It costs money to track drums. It costs money to have an engineer work on your record. So the cheapest, there is a cheap way now, and you can learn to do that, and it produces some good shit. Yeah. Like your stuff is going to sound better than, you know. Definitely. The average demo in 94. I would say the bottom went way up. But the top is still at the top. It's still there, yeah. And Zach made a good point. He was bringing up uh, the AI, Mm -hmm. like the artist AI. Uh, It makes whatever drawings and all that that shit. Yeah. Like it's it's not going to replace artists. They're just going to use that to their advantage. As a tool. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, you, a noop. Anoop uses on his, Anoop Sastry on his like EPs, he uses programmed guitar, but it enhances the rest of his music. He's just using that as a tool to be a really sick drummer. Yeah. He does it himself though. He like programs he, his own guitars. He does. So. Oh yeah. He like It's not actually, like a product that's out. That's very true. He actually like strums his own guitar or, you know, does all the like riffing, but note by note, I believe. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. I think he does it, it note by like note. That. I asked him about it. Definitely sounds sick. But it does sick. sound sick. But yeah, I, there's always... I do agree with Naveen that the there is always going to be room for the amazing producers. Just like I think there's always going to be room for labels. Uh, you know, the best producers bring out the best in the people that they work with. The best labels bring out the best in the people that they work with. Uh, but yeah. Agreed. 100%. Yep. We got some people commenting in the Twitch. Jake is saying that his band's last single and new album is 100% in-house and that his drummer is a self-taught producer. And it's definitely getting easier for home studios uh, to get... The more realistic program drums get. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree with that. And I think it's a great thing to use. Definitely. It's a, it's a great resource. I agree. Absolutely. I think... To get yourself, to get your music out there quick. That's, yeah, do it. (laughs) But I think once, it's like once, let's say you did that for a while. Once your band got kind of to a level where you could go and work with like Mark or somebody or whatever. Well, that's what I'm saying. Wouldn't you want to do it? That's what I'm saying. Once, I think that there is a difference once a band is given like an advance to work on an album where they can kind of start to afford producers because then 
you know, you start to go and listen to different albums from different producers, which is exactly what we did when we were deciding who we wanted to work on our new album. Yeah. Uh, you start to hear the nuance because there is a lot of nuance um, in producing. Yeah. It's way different, you know, the way that people mic drums, the way that people mix drums or vocals or uh, just the whether their stuff is more atmospheric or more dry as an end result. All of that like has something to do with the final mix of your album and the way that your music sounds as a whole. And, um, you know, it's cool to experiment with all of that stuff if you have the budget to do it. Definitely. But yeah, I, I think um, I think ultimately somewhere in between is probably the best because, you know, I, I know a lot about production and that type of stuff and I've been doing it for quite some time. But I still like to work with other people on Entheos and well, stuff like that. I think it's important to get uh, a, like a third ear. Yeah. Or fourth. Or fourth. I like to have different people work on it because there are people who are going to hear something that you didn't yeah. hear. And not everyone is going to be as like, like I feel like when Naveen and I work with each other, sometimes we can be a little lenient on the type of producing that we do. De- it We've gotten maybe, okay, when we started, we were a little more lenient. Now we're pretty hard on each other in the most loving, like we're trying to get this shit to be the best that it can possibly be, but maybe we're a little more lenient at the beginning um, in a way that a producer would not be with us. So when we pushed it off to have someone else work on it, they'll make, they'll like, you know, be like, well, this isn't how this should be. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think, I think it's enabled good, uh, like like that example, right? Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think it's way better that we can just record vocals here at our house. That, that's better. Me too. And take our time. Yeah. Then you go somewhere and you have to do it. So yeah, I think I they just kind of work together. I, I really do. I, I don't. I don't see that going away at any point. Yeah, I agree with you. <clears throat> I mean, the technology would have to. G- it's just even not if you had the best technology, is it really going to replace someone's? It's not there yet. Dude, it it's not going to replace <laughs> that because when it, when a person is working on something, there is a lot of emotion yeah. involved that robots just can't. And Zach had brought up, he said, you know, people have been telling me that my job's going to be obsolete since I started. Yeah, totally. And he's been doing it for 20 years plus. I mean, and it's only, it gets more necessary all the time, I think, because to me, it's like, now there are so many records that do have like fake drums on them. There are so many albums that have fake drums on them that it really stands out when something doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the program drums thing for me, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. It, and it really works for some bands. Yeah, for sure. And it really doesn't work for other bands. I don't hate it at all. I just think same. it just has to be, uh, you know, remember on tour, we were kind of screwing around and I made that like chart how to rate bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is super fun. Yeah, it was really fun. So I made this chart on my phone in Excel. It was how to rate songs. Yeah, how to like rate a song or an album. And uh, it just had like all these different parameters and I would just ask everybody like what, you know, give it a rating and then it it just adds them all up and then averages it and then that's the rating. It's also a super honest rating system because we were all running... Like, 
really good songs through the rating system <laughs> and, sometimes and they, they would do come so up with like yeah. a 6.2 yeah like my favorite song but what i was going to say is like the drumming so some of the the uh parameters were like drum tone drum creativity drum uh production right so it's like those could be programmed if they were really creative with the programming or if they're really Very creative true. with the production and the tone, even though it's programmed. So you could still score well on that true. with programmed drums. Uh, Outrun the Sunlight says, there's nothing that compares to listening to drums that were recorded in a room. Even if there is sample blending slash yeah. replacement, computers still sound like computers. I agree with that. For sure. Yeah, I think we agree. I agree with that. Um. Jordy exists, say, says drum machines are really advanced now, but yeah, a real drummer is my preference. The cost difference of recording drums versus a machine is huge, though, and that's before if you have to hire someone to do session or split the proceeds with num another member. That's that. what, yeah, I mean, that's, that's why we're making this really sick freaking sound library, right? Right. So you're going to have the all my shit, boom. Ready yeah, to the, go. you can have Naveen drum for you. There you go. Uh, in a box. Outrun the Sunlight. All of the Tesseract albums are programmed, and that might be the closest thing to a real fake drum set I've ever heard. Yeah, Naveen, what is the closest thing to a real drum set that is uh, that is fake that you've ever heard? Like, mm. what are your favorite programmed drums? <laughs> uh, I think Abominable Putridity is programmed drums, but I don't know for a fact. That's pretty sick. The drumming's actually pretty sick on that. Sick. And then, um, what is it, Catch 33? It's like the first Michigan album where they program the drums, to my knowledge. But now I can just tell. I don't know. It's just pretty pretty obvious. Yeah. But I, like I said, it doesn't really bug me. I, I don't really care that much as long as it's still cool and creative. Um, But... I'd rather hear it recorded, I guess. I, I, I actually don't really have a preference, to be honest. I, yeah. I don't really care. I think if it fits the material, then yeah. it doesn't really matter. And a lot of, like, let's be honest, a lot of more extreme metal, um, it's harder to, first of all, find a person who can yeah, play that incredibly skillfully. So I think that a lot of extreme metal, like, the a drum machine does fit. And if you are smart about using a drum machine and you don't have, like, the... Uh, what is it? The like dynamics or the the, the velocity push to ten the entire time? <laughs> it's one twenty seven. Okay, whatever. <laughs> to fucking <laughs> the extreme the entire time, then you can get away with it. I mean, I mean, look like look at it like this: the first uh, Animals as Leaders album. Yeah. Like if if that if those drums weren't programmed, it'd be better. I don't think it would be as big as it is. Oh, I'm talking about weightless. No. Oh, the, you don't think it'd be first, big? You don't think it'd be as big as it is if it was I don't think so. Because it it took someone programming drums like that to establish that like sound. Yeah, perhaps. And drummers mm -hmm. have it's a symbiotic thing. Drummers have changed the way they play because programmed drums exist. That's very true. Like if you just gave those songs to a drummer, it wouldn't have had that style. Yeah. So so there you go. Dr like program drums like totally changed everything. Oh, there's that's without a doubt. I mean, look at 
the bands that are playing extremely fucking fast nowadays, like we just toured with Worm Shepherd or Lorna Shore, would that kind of drumming exist without? Oh, definitely not. Program drums? Yeah, no, not. because humans would never know that they could go that fast. No, like you hear it and then you're like, all right, we need to figure yeah. out how to do that. Now we need to make this happen yeah. on a human. Sometimes people don't actually figure it out. But yeah, that's true. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that's all the questions we have, I think. Unless there's any in the chat. All right. Let's move to the chat. Program vocals when? Uh, I'm Dude, I was thinking about that today. That'd be... I think with screaming, you could get away with it. I was thinking about Cheney, dude, a programmed, uh, a vocal sample library. Should we fuck around with it, dude? Yeah, let's do it. Cause you I, just, like, you you just throw in a bunch of blicks. No, you got to make o. all the syllables, right? Yeah. I mean, all the, uh, the vowels. Like, could we do it? Oh yeah. Could we do it? Probably. You think let's so? Let's try. Yeah. That would be sick. I don't know if I have the time or patience to do that, yeah. but someday. I don't know how you would... You'd, you'd have to be able to type it in. I don't know how you would do yeah. it. It would be really... I mean, I, I could think of a way to do it on my own, but you'd have to... The the um, the um method of programming it would be really hard. Right. Because, like, let's That's say... True. Let's say you're saying the word, like, I don't know, bed. Yeah. Right? So you got, like... Buh. Oh, you'd have to do uh, different. You'd have duh. to uh, do all of the different ways to pronounce letters. Yeah, so those would have to be uh, assigned buh. to each note on you'd, the keyboard. You'd have to do um, a consonant with every vowel. That's what you'd have to do. You'd have to do a consonant with just do every just pronunciation of every vowel, like b, bye. Be. Boo. Boo. Mm-hmm. Ba. So bay. Those would be on each note of the be. keyboard. See bay. B. Yeah, it's I don't be. know if it could be done. Mm. I don't know if it could be done. And then you'd have to do mm. Mm. Ah. Oh man, that'd be so yeah. fucked up. And you'd have to hold it out. Let's let some like yeah, nerdy person figure yeah. that out. Well, I think maybe in the meantime, you could just be like, and then like you just program that. Well, I mean, that's pretty much how I like do. Uh, <laughs> if it wasn't actually uh, words. Demo vocals. Might work. Yeah, that's true. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, just do. Because I mean, honestly, can you understand what 75% of vocalists are saying? No. And you know what annoys me is when people complain about screamed vocals as if they can't understand them. Because how fucking often can you understand what people are singing? I can't ever. How about that? I mean, dude, how many misheard sung lyrics are there? A bunch. So, yeah, Jordy's saying vocal voice recognition software can already read, but can it do it death metal can it, on can time? Can it do death metal? On time. That's another huge one. See, like, you'd have to be able to extend out certain portions of the word. You know what I mean, Jenny? Yeah. Uh, okay, Jordy exists. Are we going back to that conversation? Yeah, I guess the insane grind in the 90s with the awful-sounding program drums was a precursor to the extreme drumming styles of the early 2000s. The odd exception would be someone like Flo from Cryptopsy. Wait, why is he an exception? 
I don't know. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Well, there is this program called Vocaloid, and you can make it. You can type in whatever you want, and it'll sing it. There's a program called Auto-Tune that a lot of people out there are using Very to much. make it seem like they can sing really well. So this is um, actually programmed singing. You want to hear it? Yeah. Oh, my God. We Are Farmers is programmed. We suck that we don't have no ads. We Are Farmers. That's problematic. We need to get, like, the premium YouTube because flow was doing it acoustically <clears throat> at the same time people were using machines. Flow. Okay. Flow. He was flowing. Okay, so this is a vocal. You could say. This is pretty much what Melodyne is doing to most vocals. This is pretty good. Yeah. So I actually used to have this program and I'd fuck around with it. It was kind of fun. This does sound like Ellie Goulding, is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. But so that exists. So th someone could do it with screaming. Oh, definitely. Definitely. But then, you know. I mean, dude, let's be real. You can just it. take dog barks and get them in different pitches and throw them on a keyboard and go. True. True that. Not that big of a deal. No. Uh, I think uh, Jake Scrappile sent in a text. Yeah, K9ist, Joel, Cali Death. That's who I was thinking about. Okay, hey great guys, Jake from Scrappile here with another question for the podcast. I've uh, recently been doing short clips of covers to get myself out there more. Is it bad to use the actual instruments from the band since it's copyrighted? Like if I wanted to do a vocal cover of Remember You Are Dust, is it better to get someone to record the instrumental rather than use the audio from Naveen's playthrough? I think finding playthroughs is a good way to do it. Uh, but you're still going to get copyrighted for it. I remember I did like a Black Dahlia one a long time ago. And I got copyrighted for it. And what it does, so I did on Instagram and Facebook, I would get copyrighted and it would mute the vocals in certain countries. So because of that, I mean, I think but that... But some people, like, that's all they do is covers. So how do they get around that? Or do they not just not do covers anymore? I don't know. Do they pitch it down? What do they do? I have no idea. You're asking people who don't I really honestly do covers, think that so. it's that it's probably a little better to get people to play because we did like the Dying Fetus cover and we never got copyrighted on that. I know but I'm saying like if he used my dust cover it's still not the same as the Yeah, album. I think that you would be fine. Uh can yeah. someone else answer? I don't really know. Yeah. So. I don't really know honestly. I don't do a lot of covers so I don't really know what the copywriting me neither but i haven't been flagged for it i got flagged off of some like little cover clip i did a really long time ago oh got speed removed. it up or slow it down a little joel is saying that's a good idea yeah speed it up let's go speed it up dude fucking ultra death metal 500 bpm yep go all right, Jane, let's take it over to the post show. Let's take it to the post show. All right, everyone from the podcast, uh, go follow us on Twitch. We'll be live every Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. Go buy merch, subscribe, leave a comment, do all the stuff. Uh, thank you guys, as usual, for tuning in. 108 episodes down. Fuck yeah. Love y'all. We'll see you motherfuckers next week. Peace. Next week. <laughs>